Oh my gosh, for those of you listening, <laughs> Fitz is manipulating the wood and then all of a sudden it started like cutting his fingers off. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy ho, folks. Welcome to episode 188 of Rousey Roundtable, featuring a very uh, uh, a celebratory Lee Ray. In his, uh, <laughs> Look of horns. Christmas, <laughs> Texan Christmas hat. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a, it. yeah. And uh, Terry Dunn with a snazzy background there. I like that. There's hey, a lot yeah, going I'm, on uh, out there. I'm in the workshop this time, per your request. Yes. Yes. You're a collective viewer. <laughs> so um, if you hear footsteps above me or the heater or something like that, that's um, that's what you get. We'll see how, how all the ambient noise goes this time. But, yeah, it's a little bit more scenic than my office is. Yeah, looks good. I like that. Some good stuff going on in the back there. Yeah, mostly you see my ultra micro stuff, but there's yeah. a plethora of it. So and I a think- taco right next to you. Okay. And a taco, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and yeah. my uh, RC Roundtable light that our buddy yeah. Sparky made for us. Yeah, you got, um, I'm out. I got to find, mine's over there somewhere, I think, in the corner, buried under some airplanes. Yeah, I, I told you guys last time that I had been unpacking some boxes, and that was in one of the boxes oh. I had unpacked. So it's oh, uh, nice. getting its due place. Is it on? I need to get it out. Well, I don't really know where to put it. Although we both, I guess, for the one of the first times in a while, we all have appropriate background stuff in there. For you, those of you on YouTube, we actually have uh, airplanes, model airplanes, RC model airplanes all in our background. So fantastic. This is actually like a real RC model podcast. Would you know it? Yeah. <laughs> After so, how many episodes now? Oh, yeah, <laughs> this? 187? <laughs> well, more than that, because we've had those special episodes oh, right. so we're, we're we're near in 200 but uh, uh also let our listeners know this is going to be a visual show it's a live youtube show we've got some show and tell so if you're listening try to keep up uh you know stop by your nearest browser <laughs> pull up youtube or <laughs> facebook <laughs> and, and re-watch the show with us and by the way it's 188 this time around yeah yes i said 188 I thought you said 187. Okay. No, well, because we was, haven't had 188 yet. I got that fence. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I subtracted one because it's it's just what we do. I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. <laughs> Airplanes, I was trying to yay. make a funny. And you're trying to use math. Stop that. I, yeah, I uh, overanalyze sometimes. Oh, hey, Tony. Hey, so we got a few people in the chat already. Phil. Yeah, chime in, guys. Let's start the communications going. RC State rehab. your name, your location, and what you want to talk about today. But we do have a lot on our plate. I will uh, start the show off. We've got something that uh, we got to kick things off because it'll be progressing through the show. So, Fitz, take it away. Why don't you tell the, the the viewers here what's happening so they can get started, and we'll have to remind people out through the show. Yeah, okay. We've using this thing for how many episodes now? A lot. <laughs> Yes, sir, folks. Welcome to my parlor here. And if you've uh, frequented my my uh, personal YouTube channel, the Hobby View channel, you may have noticed that I have now a my own personal. There you go. Thank you. Personal laser cutter. 
It is a solid state 22 watt laser color. Solid state. 22, not 20. All the 20s. All the 20s. (laughs) So, uh, it's, um, uh, so apparently they, they found ways to cram extra watts into laser, uh, diode laser cutters. And so normally it used to be single digits, two watts, five watts, that kind of stuff. And, and so I had an opportunity to get a 20 water. And this thing is actually really pretty good. Uh, it's actually cut better than I thought it would. It, it's only 20 watts. I don't expect it to um, destroy planets or anything. But uh, yes, give me all the watts. Uh, but for for a a low profile compact desktop laser cutter, uh, it is actually quite useful. And I did a whole review on it. And so in playing with this thing, we were talking about well, what can I make? And one of the things we came up with was this guy. And this is a Glue holder, so you can actually put glues that I put away. Wait, glue? A glue holder glue? that holds glue? Tell me it more. Glue. So it does mo- <laughs> Well, it not only does it hold glue, so you can actually just slots for epoxy. Epoxy. Wow. And there's slots Ooh, for wow. oddball kind of, well, that doesn't fit. Other stuff. Uh, it'll fit, um, here, I got to pull some out here. Uh, kicker, it'll fit. Oblong, I, I forgot to bring one of the other glues. You know the uh, the sort of oval-shaped glues? They'll fit in there? Oh, yeah. Of the various Bob sizes. Smith. Bob Smith glues, yes. And also the Starbond, which I use a lot, will also fit in there as I well. Starbond, too. Yes. So I got a couple of slots for Starbonds. So I, so I made it so that it can accommodate different manufacturers, different sizes. It's got a little hook here. That was not totally not my design. I based it off of some things I saw online that looked kind of neat, and I tweaked it a little bit for my own tastes and that kind of stuff. And it came up pretty good. I was able to make well, it. What's on the, the best cutter. feature of all? The logo. That, Look it's at got that. a logo. It's got an official <laughs> RC Roundtable logo on it, and it's got some. Oh, we can't really see. This was a earlier cut. It's got some some sayings on the side. Let me grab another one here. Uh, I made one. Here we go. <clears throat> So it'll, it says, thanks for sticking with us on one side through thick and thin. So it's a little bit of tongue in cheek. I think uh, who came up with it? Was that Terry that came up with these? Terry slogan. I don't yeah. mean to brag, but yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clever. So sticking with us, get it? Glue holder, thick and thin. Get it? Get it? Get it? CA thick, thin, thick. Terry gets all the credit. Please <laughs> give Terry the credit. <laughs> So, um, so, so I was really happy that it's something I was able to, to design up in CAD and play with the laser cutter and stuff. And, and I was going to do sort of a part two with a laser cutter review. And so this was one of the things that I will talk about how I do it. So at some point in the future, I will have a part two of my laser cutter review and I'll talk about the exact process I use to do this from the design and interpretation and stuff. But I thought, Hey, this is so neat. Uh, sorry, I'm going to chat. I got distracted by the chat. So, but anyways, so th- this is not just a bragging session. We here at the RC Roundtable thinking, hey, we wonder if some of our listeners would be interested in this. So we decided to cut out not one, but two of these and give them away to two lucky RC Roundtable live viewers on this session. So we will give you a special code that you put in the chat and we will select randomly two people and we will send them out to you. This is already glued together. So you will get it in 
pieces and you have to glue it together yourself because I'm not going to ship it in a box. It'll be much better in a flat pack. <laughs> you got to do your own glue. But speaking of glue, so not only will you get to the glue holder, but I we will include for each one a bottle of Starbond CA, courtesy of Starbond uh, Adhesives. They have graciously donated a couple of bottles of glue, or Starbond.com, I believe is it. And uh, one will have thin, one will have thick, to be random. But uh, you will also get a nice package of glue that comes in a really snazzy package. I took one out to show you. But uh, you've got applicators, some pipettes, and some instruction manuals. I mean, how many glues come with instruction manuals? And uh, some caps, two extra caps. So so we will. I, I think Lee has already put it in the chat. Have, looks like you did. I you? haven't yet. I was going to wait oh. for you to, to do your spiel. Oh. You have to do your marketing. Okay, somebody put something in there for some reason. Oh, well, that's well, but that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> that's so not the official. See, he's trying to throw everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> give the the fake one out so nobody else is. So, guys, here yeah. is the real one. Yeah, here's the here's the real one. It's it's much simpler. It's just caddy hashtag caddy. You've got to put the hashtag. You got to put the word yes. caddy. And our little system here on StreamYard will keep track of everybody who's done that. You don't have to do it more than once. Once you do it, you're in, like Flynn, and you will be uh, entered to win for one of these caddies with glue. All thanks to Fitz and Starbond, because he did all the work. I think we have to do the usual exclusions, like uh, U.S. residents, like we're not going to mail this thing to Zimbabwe. Um, Yes. But yeah, you have to leave a comment, and with that hashtag. No comment. Continental U.S. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're not going to ship it to Zimbabwe or where's that? Uh, in Garfield, they, used to, they wanted to ship the dog to some <laughs> and, uh, Madagascar. There's, there's that's where they sent the lion. Country. Yeah, yeah you're listening to this after the fact. It's already over. It's already over. Yeah, yeah it's, this is happening it's live. Yeah, this happening. You know, go to our live shows. Uh, but uh, but anyways. So not only that, since the laser cutter is right here, and I've only got one, but it's already built, so I can't ship that to you, we we're going to do a live laser cut of one of these. And so I am going to hit um, enter. Hit <laughs> enter. So I'm going to switch cameras real quick. <laughs> so we will, um, you know, uh, choose a choose a winner, I guess, sometime a little bit later in the broadcast, Lee. The plan is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well we want to introduce this to some other people joining in. We have only nine entries so far, so keep them coming, folks. So, so yeah, so we'll wait for other people to get a chance. Let me switch cameras here real quick. Yeah, and, so every now and uh, then we'll cut back. There you go. Let me switch to you full screen there. So, <laughs> okay, we'll switch back and forth to the laser cutting. And when we do, we'll remind everybody that uh, to enter to win one of the caddies. <clears throat> Hashtag caddy in the chat room. That's all do. So we'll How start this. And very easy. So we won't keep the camera on all the time. It'll take a little bit to print, but we'll come back to it every once in a while just to show how it's doing. Of course, the first thing I got to do is put on my laser glasses so I don't burn up my retinas. <laughs> okay. Stand by right. for a retina scan. No, no, no. Stand by for a retina scan. <laughs> yeah. That's a Star Trek 2. Speaking of That's Star Trek, we'll have to talk about some names here on the screen. Uh, oh, yes. right. Yeah. So, so, so that, I, go ahead. I, I'm not familiar with the material that you use for this, Fitz, but it looks like it could be stained and or varnished. Yes, it's just uh, plywood, nothing fancy, okay. eighth, roughly eighth inch plywood I got uh, locally. So you when certainly I, could stain it. When I get my hands on one of these, I'm probably going to stain it blue. Ooh. We need idea or paint it. Or paint it, yeah. 
I would highly recommend I, those of you well, with kids to give the give it to their kids to let them paint it for you. Well, painting will cover up our clever logos. Well, oh, just right. put tape over it so it doesn't cover that up. Just say you can't so they, paint here. So they make <laughs> blue stain. Yeah, um, I've got an airplane stand around here somewhere that's also made out of plywood, and uh, I used green stain on it. It looked really good. So I think they had red, blue, and green when I was looking for it, but I. You can probably get whatever color you want. All right. So one of the first things I got to do is I got to put the wood in and then um, uh, make sure it's lined up. Whoops. What did I hit? Oh. <laughs> My fat gut hit the space bar on the laptop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For those of you listening, Fizz <laughs> is manipulating the wood, and then all of a sudden it started, like, cutting his fingers off. I'm just yeah. kidding. It just, it just started. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a very dexterous belly button. <laughs> let's let's not give it full screen mode. Unfortunately, <laughs> let's just take that back a little bit. All <laughs> right. We'll, we'll so, see if I can, I can at least share there. Probably the most kind, not tricky, but I need to... <laughs> live, folks. Live. This is what you asked for. Hope you guys are sitting comfortably with a drink and chips and enjoying this mayhem as it Almost happens. there. One more should do it. So it scans to see where the material is located on the bed? No, it. Um, uh, I can hit a button, and it basically does a frame. It tells me the, the complete build area. And this is, um, I, I guess, technically, I could put maybe a um, some sort of, not brace, we want to call it. Just uh, like a guide, so you put it in the same place every time? Yeah, the problem is, since I take the thing on and off, the, the uh, whatchamacallit, Okay. One more time, it'll be done. I think it's lined up. So how up. critical is that? I mean, is it that close to the edges on the? Coast? Yeah, it's really close to the edge. Um, on the on the two edges here, it's really close. So I got to get it pretty. So I got to get it. It's it's done. I'm just gonna touch it, and we're done. Um, uh, because of the way I use the wood, I try to use to make the caddy as big as I could with that particular size wood. All right, so I've got it framed up, and now what I can do is make sure my glasses are on. Uh, <laughs> the screen. The whole room goes glowing red. <laughs> uh, here, the pump is on. You can hear it a little bit, probably. Uh, no. Do you start the now? diesel generator in the background or pull those 22 watts through the laser? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> the mad scientist. <laughs> I'm going to press the uh, burn button, and we will start. Uh, I don't know how well you can see it. Might not be able to see it that well, but uh, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Oh, there we go. There it is. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, oh my eyes. Uh, <laughs> so it's cutting. I'm going to turn on the fan a little bit here. Does it do the cuts and the, uh, the engraving all in the same function? Uh, yes, <laughs> but not at the same time. What it'll do, it'll do the cut first and then the engraving last. Oh, there's smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Loving the comments, folks. Keep them coming. And and also, because this is a new technology for some of us, and Fitz has been experimenting, if you are interested in something like this, uh, ask some questions. Fitz will be happy to answer. Yeah, yeah, I can answer any questions. So, I don't know, you can probably, can you see the smoke? Yeah, we can see it. 
you can see, I'll turn the fan off. It might be a little more pronounced. Fitz is going to have a coughing fit pretty soon. We're going to have to mute it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. So it's cutting. And it takes, um, it'll take a couple passes over each line. Did I line it up? I didn't line it up as well. Uh, so, and that's it. We'll give it that. We'll come back to it in a few minutes. It's cutting and uh, it's burning. And is this going to be like that 70s show? And they have those scenes where the smoke is all around and they're, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these, these are hemp caddies. Yeah. <laughs> hemp <laughs> wood caddies. <laughs> uh, so Ron's uh, asking, what's the cutting speed? Cutting speed is, give me a second. Uh, I think it's. That's you can't handle case. it. <laughs> so that's the actual setting. Is, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a six hour show. <laughs> right now it's 200 millimeters a minute. All right. So 400 90, or four inches. It's 200 millimeters a minute at uh, 90% power. Right. So 25 millimeters per inch. And would you say yeah. 400? So that's uh, eight, broad eight, nine inches a minute. Okay. That's not bad. Ish, ish. Uh, yeah. And that's because it's thick. It can cut faster than anything thinner. Yeah, how thick will it cut? Aircraft ply? Yeah, that's what we're cutting right now. Quarter inch ply, Matt. Hmm. All right. And it cuts so, quarter inch MDF as well. I would think MDF is probably slower. Is that a denser material or not? Um, MDF uh, is mostly glue, right? MDF wasn't that bad. Sawdust and glue? Oh, yeah, just moved over. Let me uh, go back to the camera. Um, so just a reminder for those of you who just tuned in, if you would like to win this super special live cutting of a caddy, a special RC roundtable caddy, put in hashtag caddy in the comments. If you've already done so, you don't have to do it again. Your name's already in the list. So all for new visitors, push put hashtag caddy and we could uh, we could send you one of these really cool caddies. Show show them again, Fitz, the really <sighs> neat caddy that we're sure. giving away. I'm just double checking the uh It'll probably include singed hair and fingerprints from Fitz. <laughs> Maybe a little blood. Fitz blood. You can have Fitz's DNA. Make your you own Fitz. Stain it with blood. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All right. Look at that. That's nice. That's a very, very nice. <laughs> so, yes, if you uh, put a hashtag, what was it, Caddy? Caddy. In the comments. Yep. Yeah, hashtag Caddy in the comments. You get a chance. If you're just joining us, we are giving away two of these caddies with the RC Roundtable logo on them being print on the Algo laser cutter. And each caddy will include a bottle of uh, Starbond CA glue as well. Thank you, Starbond. Continental U.S. only, please. I think that's the closest and, thing to a sponsor we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Give a shout-out to Starbond and, uh, Adhesives and, uh, and for, for supporting this. And you can see that they cut it on the side. So, uh, we'll, uh, let me, um, change cameras back here. So well, that's about as exciting as soccer. Yeah. It's not terribly fast. Uh, but, uh, oh, there you go. Starbond.com. And I, I have a couple of Oops. sets of these glue and they're really good. I think I bought one of these, one of these kits. One of the ones this, there we go. That one right there. Hmm. So, again, if you're just joining, I did a review of this laser cutter on my RC um, the Hobby View channel. It's not that long ago. You can go to the videos and look in the history. And I did a pretty I, – I tried cutting a lot of different things, a lot of different thicknesses. So, if you 
Uh, if you haven't seen that, go over there, and it may answer a lot of your questions. I also try two different pieces of software with it as well. Uh, so, looks like Matt had another question. Uh, how would you just sit grave? It, go ahead and say the question out loud for the people who. Okay. Don't have the so, uh, Matt asked a question. Says, "How hard would it be just to engrave a center line for a firewall? Some kits are laser cut, but they don't put a center line on the on the wall." Um, hmm. Seems like it would so, be easier just to measure and draw it with a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> it would be easier to measure and draw. <laughs> so technically, yes, you could do that, but to, to do the setup and get it aligned and everything, it would, you you could have just drawn it ten times or more. <laughs> yeah, if you were uh, cutting your own design firewall, great, include that in the design. But yeah, right, to, right. To add that to one that's already cut is more overhead than it's worth, unless you're doing fifty of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I was going to make um, a a thing. To, to, speaking of centerline, I was actually going to make a little plate to put on my Bearcat to um, uh, line up the center, align, and, and kind of do that, kind of kind of do what he was talking about. Then I realized, ah, I can just do it by hand a lot faster. Just, you know, a couple of one, two, three blocks and some sticks and the plywood, and it's, it's done. So it's one of those things that, yes, it can do it, but, you know, it's like, Going out and um, designing and milling and machining and, and forging a hammer versus just going out and you know, hitting it with a back of a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys want to talk about our handles for tonight? Yeah. All right. Lee, you start. No, you, you guys have them. Mine's, mine's unique. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right. So mine is Weird Flight, which is, is that my Instagram handle? YouTube. Oh, uh, YouTube. It's my YouTube handle from a long time ago. But now it's also my AMA number. I'm putting my new AMA card, which okay. I got in the mail today. Well, Probably let's see if I can push you center line. There we go. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Ah, so, yeah. You got a card. Ah. Did you get your card yet, Fitz? I didn't get it. I have a temporary card. <laughs> Did you just draw with a marker I, over your old card? No, no. You, <laughs> you can go no, online you and get it. Yeah, you go online and it, and it'll come up with a screen. Just print out a temporary card, which I did. Yeah. And mine has is probably you probably can't really see it very well. Can you see it? Hold on, I gotta push you over. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, it's out of focus. <laughs> well, yeah. let me try the other camera. Uh, we you gotta hold it in front of the laser. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it up. Laser card. How about that's uh, white. It's gonna white. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked out. All right. Uh, all right. So that didn't work. <laughs> so I don't know if you can see it. Maybe it's a little better, but it's blurry. Well, it's uh, it's on our it's on the screen right now. So yeah. just say what it is. It's <laughs> NCC one seven zero one. Who in the chat knows what that is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Who somebody doesn't? does. <laughs> Let's try it that way. Who doesn't? Know? Okay. Obviously, hey, rehab does. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So NCC-1701, of course, is a registration number for the USS Enterprise from the Star Trek series. And I'm a big Star Trek fan. And I thought, well, that'd be cool. It's actually kind of a pseudo aircraft registration number, uh, like NC-1701. Uh, and so, it, it's, in fact, I understand the history of the, this number in part was they wanted something like a U.S. Navy or aircraft registration. And they just added an extra C to it because it was, you know, in the future. Uh, and just all kinds of guesses where the 171 came from, but, uh, but yes, 
No, no bloody A, B, C, or D. This is the original <laughs> Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> uh, so I thought, oh, that'd be a cool to put, and I could put this number now on my aircraft, NCC 1701, and that would be legal because that is now my AMA number. I guess we should explain yeah. this, Lee. Did we really explain what this is all about? Yeah, so I did put it in the chat. If you are on Facebook, the link will take you to our post. I mean, I think you don't have to actually be a Facebook user to pull it up because it's a, it's our public page for AMA. Uh, but we do have a, an offer that uh, you can change your number to a call sign. It has to be uh, 10, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 characters. So it's numbers and letters. And we do have a form that you can go to. It's modelaircraft.org slash call, sli- call sign. And you will submit three requests. They have to be clean, folks, uh, just to make sure you're not advertising something bad. And also that it's unique. And for $50, you'll change your ID. There's, it's a, basically an administrative fee because they'll reprint your card, mail it to you. And if you're a life member, you can get a new brass plate as well for yours. Now mine, I'm just going to switch my screen real quick. I didn't change mine because... My card has an L. If you're a life member, you uh you can get the L on your number for no charge. It's part of the lifetime fee. But uh, that's, that's special to me because it's a five-digit number and it's one off from my dad. But I mentioned on AMA Air, if any of you guys uh, knew this, the uh, <laughs> after going through the records, I did... I vaguely remember my dad changing a couple of his membership IDs to his ham call sign. Oh. So his is actually K5WLJ. And I thought oh, that's really cool. I completely forgot he did that, but um, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I'm keeping my five digit number. I'm proud of that five digit number. But yeah. it is something you can do. So have fun with it. Uh, mean Joe is Mean Joe zero one. I believe that's his or Joe Mean Joe. <laughs> <clears throat> and we've had some other unique names I can't share with you because I got to keep them because <laughs> I don't have permission to share them all. Uh, I have some great ideas too. So if you want to. Hit me up for some. I got, I got a couple in my head. I'm like, how did someone not take these, uh, these names? They're not taken yet. Uh, but do uh, take advantage of that. So go to the link in the, uh, chat and, uh, take a look at the offer. Again, 50 bucks and it's yours indefinitely. So, and then you could put that anywhere on your aircraft. It's a, it's just a lot of fun. So and I, I had a, oh, go ahead. I just, I had talked to my buddies into changing their numbers to these, these unique names. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, I had no idea they did that. Although, do you have a question? What happens to my old number? Did it get reassigned? or It does it not get default? reassigned. So I was told that they they do not go back to numbers to like oh, redistribute okay. them. So they always progress into a higher range. Uh, the only time they'll give up your number, if and here's the what I was told, if it's to a family member, so someone in your family who wants to have that number, uh, or if it's for a life <clears throat> member or a uh, a leader. So in case they're requested for those numbers and it might be a birth date or something like that. So you may have just a, a number that's unique that way, but okay. otherwise they don't just go out randomly. So for some reason you change your mind, you don't like the enterprise anymore fits. <laughs> you could go I back kinda, to your number. Don't recommend Yeah. Kind of like my old number was kind of neat. Actually, I had another number before that. Uh, I mean, to ask you if you could look it up or something. I had a I number could. when I first joined AMA, I had a number, and I let it lapse, and I joined again. I didn't know I could request my previous number, so I got a different number. And I'd be curious if it's the same number of digits. I have no—I don't remember what it was, but I know I had a number of something back. Well, re- when long, we changed long, long the, when they changed the database over in like around 1990, you know, they didn't have oh. the they didn't have the archival ability, so they just basically did the transfer. 
but they couldn't uh, look they, up anything before that. So the, once the numbers came across, they stuck. So yeah, it was before right that, on the I line. don't think. Yeah. It was fra- oh, It's right on the line. It, it'd be a year or two before, a year or two after that. So, I, uh, Hey, Fitz, something's burning behind you. <laughs> Somebody behind you smoking. It's a lipo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple questions. I, let me change that. I've got one question, one comment. My comment is with those glasses on, Fitz looks like LeVar Burton. Or is it just me? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But you know no. what? If they made the laser glasses that look like Jordy's, they would yeah. sell like hotcakes. Oh. So we are on to something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So my question, and this is for you, Lee, but yeah. and the Facebook thread that was talking about these um the AMA number handles things. George call asked sign. an interesting question. The call sign, thank you. George asked an interesting question if your new call sign is compatible with your old numbers. So say you've put up a bunch of labels to go on your models that have your old number. If you get, for whatever reason, you talk to the cops with this new red nonsense or whatever, if you need to reference your, do you need to change your labels is what I'm saying. I don't think you do. Um, I, I, I don't work in the membership department and I don't know how they're, tracing back to those numbers they could be there's an i i did look up like my dad's number and i couldn't find it right away so there could be another database that looks up old numbers or ones that have been changed mm-hmm. but they told me that they, since they're not given away they're obviously protected so if you just choose not to take the numbers off i'm almost certain that if the if you contact or someone contacts the ama with your number they'll be able to look it up okay i'm just wondering if there's some sort of link there that when they pull up the new one it just automatically says oh this was the old one too i did not see like when i saw fitz's to confirm i did not see two numbers it was just to nc 1701 all right and another thing that popped in my brain you were talking about your dad's handle or his call sign being his ham call sign Mm -hmm. so we received an email yesterday um from someone and they First of all, they answered a question from the last episode about blow-in cheater holes. And he said that the Harrier has those, which makes a lot of sense. I wonder if that only does that for vertical flight or if it works in horizontal flight too. But anyway, and after answering that, yeah. So after answering that, he pointed out that he sent us an email months ago that we did not respond to. Sorry about that. And if anybody listening now has sent us an email we didn't respond to, sorry, it's not you. That's us. Yeah, mostly me. But, but, um, so I've been delegated that task because I suck at it slightly less than they do. Um, but anyway, his question was about FPV. And that reminded me part of, I didn't mention it in our response to him, but if you're running FPV gear, you're supposed to have a ham license because virtually all FPV gear is not FCC certified, which puts you in that category of needing a ham license. I think mine is either expired or ready to expire. You get 10 years, right? And I think I did it in 2013. So I need to either re-up mine or decide whether or not I'm going to actually continue FPV or not worry about it. 99% of FPV flyers. It's it's funny you say that because it reminds me of my my renewal because I have a ham license. Renewing my ham license, it was several years ago. Um, I will say that even though mine expired, I was able to renew it. There was like another, uh, what do they call it? A, not a lapse period or a grace period or something. Grace period. Thank you. So they, I was within that time 
frame. And I think I just renewed it. I don't think I had to take a test or anything because I, I think it also changed because I was a tech plus at the time. So I, I got it renewed and I, I got the form in the mail and I was like, I put it next to my old one and I accidentally shredded the new one. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I just, it was one of those things like uh, you put in the shredder, you're going, what, what was that date? <laughs> and so I had to actually, I actually had to pull it all out, tape it together to send them a photocopy to get the other one. Said, what kind of horrible like, shredder do you have where you actually put it back together? It's just the straight edge. I mean, it took me a while. Don't get me wrong. It's like, but I did it immediately. Yeah. So everything was kind of lined up, but oh my gosh, I just like, what was I thinking? I should have put a big X on the wrong, on the old one, but I, I, yeah. I digress. So, but yeah, I, I still just, have mine. Just, just remembered, um, when I lived in Connecticut, they, they were the next town over the, um, um, amateur radio. <laughs> was it, um, what's their official name? The, uh, here in Houston. A- oh, no, A- 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 yeah, I went to Radio League or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I've driven past their building several times. Oh, the took me to the headquarters of the Amateur Radio oh. Organization. They were next to, I think it was Newington, Connecticut, if I remember correctly. And uh, which is like really, literally, like the next town over from where I lived. And I never got around to getting a ham license till I moved half a country away <laughs> and finally got mine. But. Uh, hmm. Uh, it's funny, a small world in, in some ways. Yeah. yeah. So I think Fitz is in claymation tonight. Are you seeing the same thing, Lee? Yeah, I was about to put this up there. <laughs> Did I freeze up again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll clear up in a minute. Give it a second. Yeah, it'll get better. Let's I think it's time to get a, just Everybody start my- leaving comments and tell Fitz to get a new camera. It's, or <laughs> or put in fiber or something. Cause- Wait, are you hardwired in your garage now? No, but I put another um, a mesh network. It was, it's weird. Sometimes it runs really well, and sometimes it's a little funky. I don't know why what's going on with it. But uh, today uh, is funky. I'll rearrange the. It's actually the first time it's actually done anything. Usually, the past couple of times it's worked fine. So maybe uh, maybe somebody moved something or, or ooh, I got to double check. My You're um, not holding your. What <laughs> froze again? <laughs> I was like, you're not uh, holding the the aluminum foil right. No, but I got to double check that the other, I moved one of the mesh routers into the living room and I have a certain family member that ha- that has a habit of unplugging things. So I may, I may have to double check. <laughs> so cool. I still like Can the idea of uh, making majority glasses. Yeah, you sound great. Oh, okay. Hey, Michael. So, Michael, yeah. you're late. So we'll review real quick what's happening in the background. We have uh, a little giveaway going on right now. So if you put in ca- hashtag caddy, uh, we are giving away two. Oh, look at Fitz. He was so quick on that. Let me see if I can pull him over there. There we go. <clears throat> uh, Fitz is live printing one of our giveaway items. We have two super glue caddies that we're giving away. And if you enter to win, we will call one out as soon as this was done printing. And then we'll start printing a second one. And by the way, when you enter the first time, you don't have to restart for the second giveaway. It'll already stay in the system. Cool. All right. Are we ready to talk about events and such? Let's do. Let's do right. that, shall we? Well, I don't have events to talk about, but you guys do. Oh. Well, I'll start. Well, Fitz is doing that. I don't know if he's got his plane, the plane, in the background. The plane. Uh, the the uh, Val. Oh, yeah, it's in the background. It's right there behind my head. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Couldn't tell. 
So uh, Fitz and I went to Space City RC in Katy, Texas uh, over the weekend. We've been to this event several times. It's the Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day event. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it's somber. We, we, it's celebratory for to get together and, and enjoy the hobby. Uh, but we do in the afternoon read a story about what happened that day. And it's it's been a nice tradition for Fitz and I. I think we've gone, what, four or five times, Fitz? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of times. And I've been under the weather. I'm still a little dragging through the weather, but uh, I didn't feel much like flying. I did put a plane in my car, but I showed up just to support Fitz. And by the way, Fitz, do you have the show and tell stuff that I gave you at Pearl Harbor? Is it nearby? The bag? The little white bag of goodies I gave you? That'd be a good show uh, and tell to talk about. It today. might still be in the car. Oh, the uh, door. Yeah, <laughs> so I was delivering goodies to Fitz, but uh, I do have some photos I wanted to share. If y'all haven't seen them already on our Facebook page, please go see our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RC Roundtable. And let me pull some of the photos up. But um, it, it was okay. I mean, it, we've had bigger events and the weather was questionable. We had expected winds of like 30 gusts. <laughs> so, yeah, it was supposed to be yeah. Gale Morris, but yeah. So, and, and it looked kind of hairy at times while we were out there, but we had a lot of fun. I did not bring my video camera. We tried to do, by the way, did you know that, Terry, that we tried to do a live stream? Were you aware? Yeah, you you sent me a text that morning saying Facebook was cutting you off. Yeah. Uh, Fitz, I don't remember who the gentleman was talking to you, but y'all had a nice chat about the Val and, and stuff, so grabbed a photo yeah, of you, I too. Yeah, I forgot, but he had a nice big zero in his trailer. Like a drink. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You see, everybody see Fitz's new shirt, little Hobby View shirt. <laughs> yeah, styling. Got my Hobby View swag. So we had a lot of planes. I, I mean, <laughs> it was any Warbird, honestly. But typically, they ask if you're going to come to this event, fly something that would have flown in the Pacific. So fair. Try to keep with that theme. And <laughs> there were some Piper Cubs there, <laughs> so, which there were technically Cubs, you know, in the Pacific, but maybe not that one. Uh, but we uh, we had a great time uh, hanging out there, watching the planes fly. Uh, Zeros, you know, Fitz's little <laughs> happy place. But sadly, <laughs> Fitz could not get his Val to run. And that's our buddy, Randy Larson. He's such a great MC. You guys haven't met Randy, or if you've, uh, if you haven't been to Bomber Field, you know, during the big B17 event, you got to come. Randy's just a great MC. Guys, yeah, gotta, he's gotta highly entertaining. Him slightly? <laughs> Only no, slightly. highly. Oh, highly. No, I didn't highly, say slightly. Highly I just figured you were being sarcastic. No, he's really good. He's always very generous to talk uh, about the pilots that are out there and having a good time. So uh, yeah, we we did that. We hung out, and again, sorry about your Val, but you're gonna you're gonna fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, I actually ordered some parts for it already. I'm waiting for it to come in. So it, it seemed to have a problem pulling fuel. So uh, it's that means it's either one of two things: either something in the fuel in the tank, maybe the uh, um, what do you want to call it, the filter or something is wrong, or the uh, diaphragm in the Marble carb is old. It, you know, I was talking to Terry. We were trying to guess how old the engine was, and it sounded like it was old enough that that could be the issue. So just just for, just in, just because I ordered a new uh, rebuild kit for the carburetor, you know, because you like it, it's a probably a good idea to change the fuel lines out or something that yeah. old. I want to go into the tank anyway, so I'm going to do two things. Usually you're supposed to do one thing at a time, but those two things should be safe to go redo the plumbing because I don't know how stiff the um, clunk is either. I don't know what kind of fuel was used before I started flying it, so so it may be that uh, it needs to go be uh, 
a new filter and some other stuff in there anyway. So I'll go through it and you know, clean it up and get it ready. Right. Well, so, if it matters, I can put you in touch with the previous owner who could probably yeah. get the history on it if you want. Yeah, it may be a good idea just to get his, get his opinion on how old the engine, how long the engine has been around. That way, you know, get an idea. Uh, it's a good engine. It's a good running engine. It's just, it yeah. just, the last, in fact, I think the last couple of times, or once or twice, it was it was a little hard to start at first. So it's probably giving me a warning that if something was going on. Once it started, it ran fine and it was restart fine. But the first start of the day was it was giving me some issues. So that's probably I assume what it was. You're using ethanol free gas. I do. Yes. Yeah. I'm I, sure. I don't know what he used. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. He, he was very meticulous about his stuff. So. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, that's but if it's old that, enough, it may have just. I don't fly it that often, so it may have just, you know. I'm yeah. sorry, what was it, Terry? Well, I was going to say that's the airplane with the surfboard size wing that Lee transported from uh, Edgewater Air Park all the way down to Texas for you. Uh, I yeah. love, love, love that Fitz still has the band aids on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it got home yes. safely all the way into my garage until I put the wing against the wall. And as I turned around, it just went. Whack. <laughs> put a dent in the leading edge and I put band-aids on it and Fitz kept them. American flag band-aids. That's even better. So <laughs> I still don't know. I, we probably couldn't repeat it, but however we got plywood overcast and this airplane in your car, along with all the stuff you guys already had in there. Yeah, there was about one cubic inch of spare volume in there. Yeah. So. Your your math finally came <laughs> all the little calculations in your head. I'm going to follow up on something real quick and then I'll let you guys go. But one thing that they gave away were these little towels. So I don't know if you got one fits, but a nice little space city. I didn't, uh, (laughs) I didn't really Ah. fly. Um, Well, I flew briefly, but somebody else's plane, I felt bad about picking it up because I didn't get a chance to fly my airplane. I guess I should talk about that. So there's a guy there. Uh, we were on the other side, and I hear, it's like, I know that sound. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was an 049 powered plane, and some guy had a, you know, it was nowhere near a Warbird. It was a, uh, um, I think, a Piper Cherokee, maybe one of those Hurricanes or something. But he had brought it out. It had a Norvell 049, and it was flying around pretty good. And um, uh, uh, Chris was flying it. Chris uh, Durham, I think it's that. Dunham. Dunham, excuse me. Yeah, Chris was Dunham was flying around. It had a throttle on it and wheels. They did a ground takeoff, flew around and landed, taxiing back. Like, That's pretty neat. You know, I just gravitated over because I thought it was neat. The guy says, Hey, you want to fly it? Does a bear do his business in the wood? So, uh, yeah. So he refueled it up and he let me try it. And, uh, I did a takeoff. It was a little touchy on the elevator. I think the CG. How you like it? That's how I like it. But it flew good. It flew. In fact, my flight was a little better than Chris's because he we tweaked the mixture a little bit. It was a little rich when he flew it, so we cleaned it out just a touch, and it was a little more power. Uh, I, I coaxed a loop out of it and flew it around and, and landed it. And so it was uh, just neat to see uh, fly a little four nine and see somebody had one. So that's the only thing I flew was somebody else's plane. So, I, but uh, that was just neat to see that there. To kind of give me an idea. I have a speaking of zeros. I have a little zero I got at one of the. Um, uh, of all places, best a couple of years ago. And it's half built. It's a wood kit. Um, I thought, man, I might, that might make a good candidate to stick a little OS 10 on it or something. And fly <laughs> a little hand watch glow plane just for giggles. I've got enough electric zeros. Maybe a little glow one just for giggles. Well, I keep trying to get you to build a roof out of one of those zeros. 
What are you waiting for? Uh, yeah, that's the other one. I'll do a roof. It's a little bigger. Okay. I'm not going to do a little analog one, but yeah, I have another. Uh, hey, that might be a good candidate for laser cutter. Cut out some floats. Sure. I, I've got my uh, foam cutter here too. So, oh way. yeah, maybe another candidate for some foam. Yeah, hmm. look at so, the talk. For those who don't know, the roof was the float plane version of the zero. Had yeah, center line and then two tip floats, something like that. I'm inter- I'm interjecting here. I'm just going to do a shout out for my buddy Chuck Clausen. He's another photographer here in Texas. We do we work together to do photos for events here. He's a good buddy. But I need to get him to learn how to create an album because he posted 140 pictures of the Pearl Harbor event. But you can't look at the whole thumbnail list. You have to go through one at oh. a time. And I'm sitting there going, "Where is that plane Fitz is talking about? I wanted to show you, but I'm like, I'm I'm up to 80. I'm like, I'm tired. I can't go, <laughs> I can't go, can't go any further. Oh but yeah, so, I took me- a picture on my phone, but I didn't upload it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but I did get a photo of that. Uh, I wanted to add one more thing that I got at the event. So I gave Fitz something. Fitz gave me something. Only you guys are going to be so jealous. Look at that. Look what I got, man. High voltage. (laughs) <laughs> no that's what i'm going to say from now on high voltage this oh. is uh fitz's new hobby view logo his little profile photo logo look that's at that cool. yeah Some mugs and thanks stuff. Yeah. fitz yeah, you're welcome. A little shout out for you buddy i know a lot of people know you because of hobby view I, I, you sound familiar i know that voice uh yeah yeah somebody at the pearl harbor event recognized me they did. the guys you were talking to in fact you had a story about them he, he apparently had been, been to my channel your pizza yake guys? Oh, yeah. So Alex and his son, Nico. <clears throat> so oh, yeah. Fun st- I'm going to ask about that, that Lee. Uh, I can share it real quick. I don't, I don't, I don't have any photos or anything. So <laughs> interestingly enough, while uh, we were at the event and uh, I did bring my little cheap Banana Hobbies P30, I threw it in the car. I wasn't sure I was going to fly, but uh, just had the time and poor Fitz couldn't fly. So I was like, oh, I don't think I'll take a quick flight. And I did. And when I landed, this father-son came up to me and, and the father was like, boy, my son really likes your warbird. Can you tell me more about it? And I shared the story. He goes, hey, is it still available? No. <laughs> Can you, you know, what's, what's the story about it? And we, we had a nice chat. And when he walked away, I was like, man, I like this kid. <laughs> it's like, this, this, kid's, this kid's going somewhere, right? You like and the shape so, of his I don't know. Well, I don't know if you saw me, Vince, but I started running after him and because I was starting to pack to go. And I, I just said, look, I, I got a story for you. He's like, I have another plane that's just like this one. It's uh, uh, not Flightline. I don't know why I said Flight. Flightworks. It's the Flightworks Red Bull. And Terry had given that to me. And I, fl- I flew it. It's flown at uh, JSC, and, uh, but it hangs beautifully in my workshop. And I was like, man, this kid just, you know, he just really had an interest in it. I said, look, let's talk. If you, here's my number. Call me. Let's see if we can make a deal. I can get this, uh, you know, get this P38 in your hands. So the next day we met, talked to him and his son. I showed him the controls and everything, and I sold it to him. Plus, I gave him another plane because this kid's getting started. And my feel-good story for all you out there is that you got to find either the father and sons or the mother sons or mother daughters and et cetera, kids who have that interest and help them along. And it really was one of those f- super emotional feel goods for me. Like <laughs> Ryan was like, why'd you sell the P38, dad? I was like, son, you never flew it. You're a B25 guy. Shut up. I'll get you a B25. You know, he'll be, he'll be just fine. 
But, uh, you know, my kids are, they have, they have their aircraft. They're very happy with what they got. And I just thought, man, I'd love to see this kid, you know, get into the clubs and, and see him flying. And, and like, you know, Chris Dunnan and Grant Schroeder start real young and be incredible warbird pilots. So it was a, we started a new friendship. We become friends on Facebook and I'm looking forward to joining them at our, our club someday because I invited them as a guest. And I told him very carefully, I said, look, you're not there yet. I said, I want you to you know, be really proficient in flying other airplanes before you fly the P-38 because you want to keep it. You want to fly it. You want to enjoy it. You know, let's, let's get you up there and, and trained and then you can start flying it. But I, just, I gave him an early Christmas present and his dad was just super, super appreciative. So there's my, there's my Christmas story. Cool. So he already flies something a little bit he flies he flies little things he's training right now so the you know giving him an extra little plane it's it's that um cox easy b that i convert you know that's converted with a uh cub wing you've seen it right oh it sounds very familiar but yeah i mean it flies it flies really well it's, it's a nice little plane it's got motor esc just needs a battery and a receiver and so i said look you know go have fun with this you know get used to flying and then long yada 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 Yes, he's he's gonna get there. He's gonna. I'm gonna see a lot of him. I'm pretty sure at our club. All right, cool. And your heart grew three sizes that big. Yeah, Sydney yeah. was like, "You sold a P38? Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, Terry, the I mean, the good thing is, is that, you know, it's it's that pass it on. It's paying it forward. And yeah. you did it to me, and I appreciate it. And I'm doing it for another young kid, but also my. Tiger Cat's going to go perfect where it was. So mm. <laughs> I'm actually kind of, you know, ha- ha- kind of happy because now it'll hang just perfect for the, the Tiger Cat. Nice. Hey, we're getting close, right? Is that what you yeah, were trying this, to suggest? This is the final step is doing the engraving of the logo. The last <laughs> All right. Part. So why don't we do yeah. it right now? Why don't we do the giveaway right now at the last phase of it? So let me pull up the, the little tool here. So. Are we going to give away one now and then the next one when it's completed? Yeah. Or will we be yeah, here that long? That. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we'll yeah. be here that long. Will well, we? no, no, if no. Not, we won't. No, we'll give it away before we close. No, we'll just let the other one print oh. and we'll just we'll wrap things up at the uh, end of the show. Because we're already at fifty minutes, so we got to move things yeah. along. So, no are we ready? All right. See this little button right here. Three, two, one. Winston, Winston Chung from YouTube land. So Winston, do us a favor. Send us an email to contact at rcroundtable.com right now. Give us your contact information so we can reach out to you, find out your mailing address and fits. Fitz the Freeze Walker will send you the first hey. caddy of the day. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, all right. Uh. So, but hey, guys, stay there. We got another one to give away, and we may have one other thing to give away. We may. What? You always have surprises, Lee. Surprise, surprise. Good job. All right, Winston. Good job. All right. All right. What are we going to talk about next? Well, are we going to look at that piece when it's done, or are we just... Yeah, yeah, I'll pull it out. He'll pull it okay. out. Show you how it goes together. Uh, go- Terry, why don't you bring us... Uh, you said you had some show and tell. I do. I have a couple things here. The last time we talked, um, we did workbench stories. My report was that my workshop was my workbench story. I'd just been doing lots of organizing and things like that. I'm still in the middle of it. But in the meantime, I've picked up a few actual 
of RC projects to work on. So one of them is right here. So we talked several episodes ago about the RC10 and how Associated Electrics is coming out with a vintage version of that, which has a silver chassis and clear Lexan um, suspension components. When they announced that, I signed up on their mailing list to be notified when some become available. That happened, I think it was last week, maybe the week before. And they sent me an email that said, we've got the first batch of these available. Uh, go order yours after six days, you know, time's up. And so within 10 minutes of getting that email, I went to the website and it said, too late, they're all gone. And not only that, but the price had gone up to like 400 bucks. And I'm like, eh. yeah, like that's a lot of money for one that wow. is definitely going to sit on the shelf. I mean, it's pretty and it's cool. It's nostalgic, but 400 bucks, that's, yeah, that's kind of a steep price tag. So from that, I'm like, you know what? I've got some RC10 components already. I'm just going to hack something together out of what I have. And so I'll show you. I've got two RC10 chassis. They're both from back in the day. So they've been drilled out and hacked on. Um, you know, I worked on my RC cars like I worked on my RC planes. I'm always modifying things. So the odds of me having a box stock anything are very slim. But um, I'll show you the other one I've got here. It's almost complete. It's got the old six-gear transmission in it. It's got shocks. These are not associated shocks. I think these are from England. I don't exactly remember. But it's got most of the front suspension components and then stock shocks in the front. Um, but you can tell it's missing this battery box in the front. I don't know how the Velcro got there. I don't think I did that. But anyway, it's got Velcro. And then where this bulkhead is here, there's... Wait, is it is it fuzzy or is it loop? This is fuzzy. Come on. Well, then that? it's got to be you. I'm the only person in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> the Come on, folks. Be with me there. <laughs> Hook's got to be on the on the machine. But also the edges are cut, not square. And That's you. That, um, <laughs> that gives me twitches to see that. So I can't imagine me cutting this. Um, and also on this bulkhead here, there's kind of a ridge around there that's supposed to hold the back end of the battery, and that's been cut off. So... Um, in the interest of salvaging this, you can probably find all these components out on eBay or any of the RC10 uh, fan groups. But this, some of this stuff fetches ridiculous prices now, uh, just like crazy prices. Um, but somewhere along the line, somebody mentioned that some of these parts are available on Thingiverse that you can print. So sure enough, I searched and I found the design for the battery box. Yeah. You know, you're reading my mind. I was like, I wonder if somebody 3D printed it on Thingiverse or something. Yep. Yeah. So I printed this, and it's PLA, which, you know, it's obviously a lot more brittle than the nylon that it originally was. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to be erasing this thing, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. It should be just fine durability-wise. Um, but so the good news in this, I've got my Ender 3 that I bought when I still lived in Buffalo, and I haven't used that for probably three years or more. I put it on the desk, plugged it in, and it worked. All I did was a little leveling of the bed, and I had good prints. So oh, nice. I was, yeah, I was worried there's going to be a, a whole other right product. in the mouth. <laughs> well, the fact that I've said that out loud now assures that my next print will go badly. Um, but I also found um, files for that bulkhead, that you know, that rear Look bulkhead. At that. Yeah. So I actually printed two of these. The first one I did with like a thirty percent infill. And it felt a little weak, so then I did 100% infill on one. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like four or five hours, and I've got this part that I need that 
I don't know how much it would cost me to, to find one on eBay, but I mean, this cost me pennies of PLA. And for what I'm trying to do, I, I think it'll be fine. So I'm pretty confident that I can print the parts that I don't have and have a complete RC10, the old school RC10. So I'm excited about that. And there are companies that are still making reproduction bodies in that old style. And yeah, so I think for the level of detail that I'm wanting, I, I should be able to, to achieve that here. One question for you guys, and I'm pointing to Fitz and Lee and also anybody listening slash watching. On this one, the original nylon components are kind of yellowed. And from what I understand, there's techniques for returning it to the original color. Not the dyed pieces, but just the, the ones that are still natural nylon. Is there a way to recover the original color? That I, I have seen people do that. And I want to say I want to say peroxide. I could be wrong. I don't think it's blue. yeah. I think it's a hydrogen peroxide solution in water and on a UV light. Try look up retro bright. That and yeah, because they've done it for yeah. computers and toy yeah. parts. But go look on YouTube for toy restoration, boy. Those there are some really cool videos on people that do that. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Maybe I was watching Eight Bit Guy or something where he had old keyboards, old components that had yellowed, and he restored them. I assume yeah. those yep. are. I assume those components are polystyrene or something like it. I don't know. It's are styrene. I think it's a different type of plastic, but it may work, still may work. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's worth looking into. So if anybody out there in podcast land knows of some techniques specifically for nylon 6.6, uh, let me know. I'm interested to try it out on these components. So, all right. So that was the first thing. I've got three just to prepare you mentally for this. Um, the second one is I bought a new airplane and I had to go to Minneapolis a few weeks ago to pick up my son from school. And so of course, before I went, I checked Facebook marketplace to see if there are any deals to be had around Minneapolis. And I found one that was interesting and I ended up picking it up. And here it is. Can you see all of it? I might have to back up. It's, Pretty big. Yeah. It's like a giant. Um, uh, what's it's like a vapor. Yeah, yeah, giant vapor. But three times the size. This is a thirty-one point five inch wingspan. I don't know what a vapor is, but it's tiny. So it's probably like three times what a, an actual vapor is. And it's an old airplane. Come to find out, I thought it was one called the Butterfly. This is not a butterfly. My buddy Thayer found some documentation um, just yesterday, and this is a plane that was manufactured and sold by Hobby Lobby, I think in 2006, and it's called the Cobweb. And it's carbon fiber construction with some plastic pieces for the the joiners here. And I'm not sure what the covering is, but it's something like an iron-on film, but not quite. And yeah, just very simple, uh, three-channel. And... Where do I want to go with this? When I got it, it was not in great shape. So I want to show a couple pictures here. Come back to this. All right. So let's see if we can share my screen. Bear with me. Okay, here we go. So some interesting things here on this model. When I got it, this is the motor mount. And I'll just... There we go. Oh, can you see it? I was trying to move things around. Go ahead. Okay, so this is the motor mount when I got it, and I'll, I'll try to describe it for the benefit of those only listening. It's a hodgepodge of 
hardwood sticks, hot glue, and zip ties. <laughs> that's <What>? about accurate. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, I literally <laughs> couldn't tell where each of the wires were going. So, wow. you know, it's a carbon fiber tube. It was the entire fuselage. And to put a brushless oh, motor mount uh, on the front. Terry, you can zoom in a little bit more. Do you see the zoom button? Up top, I think it says it's 61%. So you might be able to give us some more eye popping. Yeah. Or a mouse <laughs> wheel view. might do it as well. Um, yeah. See right there? Yeah. See? yeah. Oh, there we go. More, more. Zoom. <laughs> and hand. I'm ready for my close up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, stop. So what is the motor mounted? Oh, my to? gosh. That's awesome. So, glue and wood? What the? So this oh. is a Rimfire 200, which is a little indoor sized brushless motor. And yeah. it's got. An X mount, but it's not an X mount. It's only got arms on two sides. Um, and so basically what they did is they hot glued a couple pieces of hardwood on either side of this carbon fiber tube. Can you guys see my cursor? I yeah. can. Okay. Yep. So this is all hot glue here. And then they wrapped the whole thing in these zip ties. I'd already cut off one zip tie here. That was holding this motor mount on along with the yeah. glue. Um, so... I guess it worked. I mean, it was still attached when I got it, but it was just pretty crude and hot glue. You think? And they, <laughs> they were not shy with it. And the other interesting thing is you can see just these wires that have no apparent purpose. Um, let me go to my next photo here. All it's missing is duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bubble so, gum is already on it. <laughs> and... No, that's not necessarily a big deal. I've done some crude things before, but this being a super lightweight indoor model, I I was thinking I should be more weight conscious than usual here. So um, that's how I approach this. Now, you can see in this image, am I still sharing my screen here? Yeah. Let me yeah. zoom in some. The speed control is back here a little bit, and this is a 15 amp. It's a castle speed control, but it's a 15 amp, which is way overkill for this. And you can see that the leads coming from the speed control are plenty long enough to reach the leads coming from the motor. But for whatever reason, they inserted a six-inch servo extension. They, they soldered a servo. I'm looking extension. at the connector right now. They're not even the right connectors, are they? Right. So they cut off the female, <laughs> soldered that to the leads from the speed control, and then the male is still on here. And oh, let's see if I've got a close-up. Yeah, there we go. I'm not sure what <laughs> end connector they put on the motor is, but it doesn't really fit the server connection. Yeah. You know what those are? Those look like uh, integrated circuit standoffs. I'll bet they are. Yeah. yeah. And wow. you can see the hot glue on the back that was keeping that together. Because when I popped that hot glue off, the connector kind of shot out. So <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it was just a less than ideal situation. You've got at least six extra inches of 22 gauge wire in the middle of the circuit that was just kind of wrapped around and bundled up. Um, very inefficient connection. Yeah. So, I was wondering how much are you lost doing that? So I'm not saying any of this to make fun of the, the person who did this, I mean, whatever. We all all have different skill sets, but to me, I'm like, Ooh, that's like low hanging fruit. I can get a lot of benefit with half an hour's work of cleaning this stuff and getting rid of the extra weight. So that's why it was enticing to me. So that's what I did. Let's see if I've got a picture of it after I, all right, I want to come back to this image. Um, so here it is after I did some cleanup with it. I got, rid of the, I got rid of the hardwood blocks that are hot glued on. I got some soft balsa. I drilled it out so that it fits tightly on that carbon fiber tube. And I integrated a little bit of down and right thrust in that. So this is, huh. 
slid over the end of that tube and actually glued it in place with goop instead of epoxy in case I ever need to pull it out later. And then there's a little bit of a light ply on the front so that the wood screws have something to bite into. And then this is a little piece of soft balsa with some Velcro, soft Velcro glued to it. And that's um, also gooped onto the top of the tube. And same thing back here for the receiver. And I swapped out the speed control. This is a little six amp uh, flight power ESC that I had. So it's much smaller than that other one. Um, anyway, just clean things up. There's a lot less wire there, a lot less clutter. Um, and You know, it, you made fun of me for not painting the motor mounts on plywood overcast. I'm about to throw you under the bus. Paint is weight. But to weatherproof it, I did soak it in thin CA. Oh, all right. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. So now going back to this. Uh, this is one of the elevators. It, and again, it's all carbon fiber frame, some sort of mylar covering. And this is how I received it. And you can see the mylar was coming detached. I could have very easily, in hindsight, I could have very easily fixed this just by putting some glue on the carbon fiber and pulling it um, tight again. I didn't realize that at the time. I thought it was going to require more work. So I just pulled all that off. And my first plan was that I was going to replace it with some Doculam. You guys familiar with Doculam? Yeah, yeah. I have some somewhere. Yeah, basically, uh, a thin, clear material. It's like iron-on covering because it's a plastic film that has a heat-activated adhesive on it. But it's Doculam is intended for going on documents to laminate them, hence the name. So I've got two different sizes of it. The heavier stuff I have was much heavier than what was on here. The lighter stuff that I have was pretty close. Um, it was going to be clear instead of the red tint like this, but I was fine with that. So I cut out a piece and I put it on there and I'm like, okay, it's heat activated. So I'll just get an iron and I'll iron this stuff on here. Bad idea. And for, there's probably people out there laughing at me now knowing what happened, but I put a hot iron on stressed carbon fiber and I won't say it blew up, but it, it let go with extreme prejudice. Uh, delaminated. Yep. So yeah. right here in the middle where I guess most of the stress is, I was running the iron over that and snap. Please. <laughs> yeah, the heat up all the uh, adhesive. <laughs> and it surprised me. And then I mentioned it to Thayer. He's like, well, yeah, you, you can't heat up. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so um, uh, after that, I found that I had the same diameter carbon fiber um, in my stash. So I made a new frame. I, you know, it ended up being a lot more work than, than I expected, but I rebuilt the whole thing. I found some tinted. Um, at first I found some super monocoat that was transparent red, but it, again, it was much heavier than the stock stuff. And I kept digging through my stash of covering and I found some that the colors a little bit different, but the weight was about the same. So I used that. And rather than putting it on with an iron, I got some Yuhu pour adhesive, which is like contact adhesive that. Oh, never heard a, lot. a while. Yeah. So I've got some of that and I bought it for use on foam models. That's what most people use it for, but it worked really well here. You smear it on kind of like foam tack, smear it on. Let, uh, or did I give that to you? Did I give you some of something like that? You gave um, me some Yuhu. Oh, okay. When yeah. I went to Germany, I picked some up. I thought I gave it at least give somebody. You might, I have two bottles of I've got a big bottle or a tube and a small tube. Little tube. So maybe I think I gave both of you guys some. Yeah, could be. Thank you, Fitz. Okay. It came in handy. Yeah. So you put it on and then you let it off gas for a minute and then you just 
No, no, you off-gas it. You off -gas it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the walls moving? <laughs> one for the plane, one for me, two for the plane, three for me. <laughs> so uh, then I put this other stuff on and you know, stick it and wrap it around a little bit, and it's fine. And it was a little loose. You're never going to get it perfectly tight. And I got a little crazy and I started taking a heat gun to it and then I would get rid of one wrinkle and it would create another one somewhere else. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to stop before I break something else again. So it's not perfect, but it's more than good enough. And so that was it. Um, oh, Do another we thing have a photo of that of what the completed the finished. One? Yeah. Do I, Oop, I didn't mean to go that far. Um, no, sorry. Imagine do I have a picture of the original? Darn it. I I didn't mean to leave that out. Sorry. I'll post a picture on Facebook. Um imagine a vapor that's red and three times the size. And so with the specs that Thayer sent me yesterday, the original one, which when it was new, they were using outrunner brushless motors and lipos, but they were saying that it was like six ounces, a little more than six ounces, whereas this one is a little bit under four. So I'm not sure what the difference is. Maybe receiver, receivers are heavier than, I don't know. But I test flew it out in my front yard, and it is super duper slow. And so it's exactly what I was looking for. I think it's going to be fun for indoor flying this season. Yeah, it looks like a great indoor plane. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I did to it, it had, they weren't HS55s, they were like the generic 9-gram servos. And so... Tower Pro. Torque. Yeah, something like that. So I had some old GWS 5-gram servos I put in there. So I, <laughs> Sorry, you went from high-tech 55s to GWS. Okay. No, they weren't high-techs. They were the Tower Pros or something. But I know, it was like, but you didn't go to high-tech. I'm sorry, you were... What's wrong with GWS? I don't know. <laughs> you like the vintage stuff. I do, and I have it. So anyway, um, I'm real happy with it. Um, it should be fun. The When I test flew it out in the front yard, it was flying great for a minute or so, and then it started getting real pitchy and oscillating, and I, I barely got the thing back on the ground. I'm like, huh, that's weird. It's like the CG shifted back in the middle of the air, but there's nothing that could shift. And then I figured out that the little – can we go back to my camera here? Stop sharing. The little post in the back. So the front and back of the wing just have these carbon rods. The rear one had come loose. So basically the trail manager was just flopping. So I had variable incidents the whole time I was flying. And that, that explains the pitchiness. So anyway, I fixed that. I put a thumb screw in there so that it's big enough that it's kind of awkward to transport. So I put thumb screws in there to tighten it down so I can take the wing off and put it back on without it coming off when I don't want it to, knocking on wood. All right. Last one. Third of three. You guys, I, my taco glider here, um, I built two of them, uh, two of the full-size ones. I built a prototype, and then based on what I learned from that, I built another one. And then when I still lived in Buffalo, um, the newer one crashed through an unfortunate chain of events. And I haven't fixed it. I had the parts, but I the I collected the parts from the crash, but I just put it aside and said, I'll get to it later. I finally got to it. So interestingly, most of the foam parts, I could just glue back on. So let me share my screen again. Bear with me. 
And here we go. So I didn't take a picture before I started repairing because I'm a dummy. I wish I had. But this is after I had glued the original pieces back in and the very front of the plane, which is very round. Zoom in. All right. Please. Enhance. for the viewers. Enhance. Enhance. Um, So the very front of it is a sheet of three millimeter Depron that is wrapped around. So in this photo, you can see where the original brake lines were on the top and on the sides here. And I've already added that three mil, three mil uh, Depron. Go to the other side here and you can see where I've glued it back together and then use spackle to fill in the gaps and the wrinkles and sanded it a little bit. And you can also see where I've drawn the, the lines for the canopy framing. So basically the structural repairs are done at this point. I also did some upgrades that I didn't like from before. Like I didn't like the way the battery was mounted, so I fixed that, but you can't see any of it. And you also can't see, because I just did that this afternoon, the hole where the tow line goes in. So I've got a tow release just behind the nose here. So all that's in there now. Um, let's see in the next one. I went to the local home improvement store, which around here is called Menards. And I'll have to take you guys when you come up for Oshkosh next time, because I really like Menards instead of Home Depot or Lowe's. I don't know why, but it, they have a lot more. They sell groceries in Menards. The idea being <laughs> contractors and people who go on the work site, they're going to get the lumber and also lunch at the same time. Huh. That's what I've heard anyway. So it's a neat place. They have lots of stuff and the prices are really good. And also they custom match paint. So I took a hunk of the foam that I was replacing, uh, two hunks, one which was the gray on the bottom and then the olive drab from the top. Took that up there. They color matched it and some paint, some uh, water-based latex. And so you can see here, I started painting it back on. And before you know it, it's like it never happened. So completed repair. Not perfect, but plenty good enough for me. And it's uh, ready to go back in the sky, ready to be on another mission. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. I keep saying that I'm going to finish my electro streak and get started on the Eindecker. I'm finding all these other things to do first, but I promise okay. I'm going to finish the other. Electro streak, squirrel! Squirrel! It's kind of like that. Yeah. So, all right. So, those were my three. Um, thanks for listening. If you have any questions about it, shoot me a message. I'm happy to share. So, Steven asked, was that the one he flew at deep? Um, yes, it would be. So, I, when. I went to an event a few months ago. I wanted to take the Waco. So I took the old fuselage and I modified it to use the new wing, which wasn't damaged in the crash. So I did some flipping and flopping. They were compatible enough that I could do that with just a little bit of tweaking. Um, but yes, this would have been the one that you flew then. And it has lots of flights on it with lots of different pilots. Kind of like Pilot Overcast. It's one you just nice. pass the transmitter around. Yeah. So, and see, RC Rehabs with me. GWS is very fine servos. And these are, are these the ball bearing ones? They're five gram Pico standards. I don't know if they were ball bearing or not, but anyway, good stuff. All right, carry on. When do you guys chat? Fitz, do we have a final print? Yes, we do. Let me uh, change cameras here real quick. Yeah. Okay, so as you can see, it is done. Let me uh, pull the thing off. Yeah. Sorry, I can't get the camera any closer. Well, actually, I can. Let me move this out of the way. 
Probably. Oops. There we go. So, I didn't do anything fancy, so things are just going to fall apart. But you can see here's the, uh, which we call it. Actually, I need to move it back. So, there's the uh, base plate. We've got the yeah, top plate. Things should just pop off for the most part. It's minor. There we go. Yeah. Or I should leave it on for the people. No, it'll weigh more. No, you you should take that. <laughs> it's it. I get all these extra pieces. You'll have to. Uh, looks like the laser didn't quite cut through. There's a couple spots that it didn't wasn't perfect, but it's good enough. Good enough for government work. And there's the and free. That's and the motto we should have put on the side. Eh, that's good enough. Good enough. <laughs> there you go. Thin. And um, and the other part. Right. So to get it, maybe I can bend this down a little bit. Put this back. Uh, I think. Did that work? Oop, no. Your camera just turned off. What did it? Oh, shoot. <laughs> the USB connector is a little wonky. <clears throat> Hold on, let me start it again. Oh, there we go. Hold on, let me uh, config. Oh, no, we're not there. Hold on, I'm going to select it. There we go. Sorry about that. I'm trying to move the camera down so you can see what I'm doing. And it didn't. Uh, yeah, give me one second. Okay, there we go. All right, so the thing is real easy to put together. Just to show you real quick, you've got base plate, and just pick one of the sides. That's all tab and slot like that. And there's um, then you got the top plate. So, so tab and slot. Assemble really, caddy. Don't glue fingers. Yeah, don't glue fingers. The other piece goes on. And you really don't need any instructions for it. It's super, super simple. All right, so um, here's a question for you guys. Do you sand off the burn marks before you glue, or do you just go right through? <laughs> no, I haven't. You can, but I didn't bother with it. And this slides in as well, and it's got a little tab slot in the bottom. And that's it. And then you just glue it together. It's a little messy. That's coming off the laser printer. Sorry, you got my fingerprints on it. Um, <laughs> I told you. Yeah, but hey, it's free. <laughs> you need to sign it, Fitz. Made with love and lasers. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> you got a little hook there, and, and that's it. So we will. you'll get it as a flat pack and some glue. I'll stick it in the yeah. box. And, so Winston, uh, that one's yours. So Winston, this is yours. This is the very first... Officially printed RC Roundtable Glue Caddy. Use and it with honor. And because I feel generous, let's let's go ahead and spin the wheel for the next winner. Yes. Let's do it right now. Ready? One, two, three. Look at that. We're live, folks. Someone's going to win. Who's going to win the second one? <laughs> RC Roundtable was in there. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Michael Warren. Congratulations, Mike. You will get one too. I will email uh, contact at rcroundtable.com. Send us your contact information. Terry will get it. (laughs) Terry will respond. (laughs) Terry will forward that to Fitz and he will mail it to you. Yeah, again, we will add in some glue. Include the punch outs too. Those are handy for things. You want the punch outs? Come on, waste not, whatnot. 
Well, after I punched him out, I guess next time, next one, I won't punch him out. All right, you'll get yeah. the punch out. Matthew, uh, they should. They should fit the Bob Smith oval bottles. Yeah. Bob Smith. Yeah, if, give me a. They do. I put one in there. Um, uh, um, sorry, I've got a. I'd have to disconnect to go get it. I forgot to get one. I don't think my wires are long enough. But yes, there's. A, I have some Bob Smith that I put in there too. So I sized it for the Bob Smith. Um, I forgot the size. Maybe. Um, uh, what are they coming? One ounce? Two ounce? One ounce. Uh, Remember the, the big eight ounce things that they had at, uh, what was it? SEA or, yeah. SAE? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Half a gallon of CA glue. And some uh, teams needed that much. Yeah, yeah true. Um, but yeah, it'll fit several sizes, the, the, the two most popular sizes of the Bob Smith glue. That is the, the oval right here, if you haven't seen it. Uh, that is, I specifically got some Bob Smith to put in there. These two, I believe, um, are the um, Starbond, and I think also certain sizes of CA Kicker. And these two are size for epoxy. Um, I forgot this. what size is it. Uh, this is standard. Say, it's a standard size. Um, I was looking for the size. Uh-oh, Lee, it's looking kind of brown. It does. I was noticing that. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is an older one. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna leave rude messages on there. I'm gonna be shipping you some brand new epoxy. Hey, still, kind of, sort of works. Yeah, I was using it for trying to use it for something. That's the motto. It kind of holds yeah. together. Oh, nine ounce, nine ounce bottles. For some reason, this one didn't say how many, how big it was. That's odd. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I will uh, for our next winner, whoever it was, uh, I will start a cool. laser cutter in a little later and. Try to get so what to do you guys this week if you get us their email. What's that? What do you recommend gluing it together with? I just use the medium CA. All right. Um, either epoxy or medium CA. Yeah. I guess if you're going to stain it, maybe medium or thick. aliphatic, but otherwise. You can do aliphatic. It's up to you. It's, it's you know, it's plywood, whatever you want. Um, I did medium CA because I was just lazy. Five-minute epoxy would work. Aliphatic glue would work, depending on what you want to do. This right. one's glued. And this one we were talking about earlier, this one is a special one I did with our club logo for a Johnson Space Center Rail Control Club that we will present as a door prize at our Christmas party. So it's really neat to be able to just kind of grab a logo and stick it on there for, for different things. So that's pretty cool. I just had a crazy idea. What's that? I, I shouldn't say this live, but how hard would it be to put their names, the names of the winners on each one? Uh, no. Not hard, hard, but it's a little too late now. <laughs> okay. I guess if you've already moved it. All right, just write it in crayon. Never mind. <laughs> no names. Not this time. It's an interesting idea. Good idea. But uh, yeah, but personalized. Personalized. So I noticed that I, I missed a couple comments when I was yapping about my stuff. Um, how far does it go? Uh, fire ready to start. Yeah. Suttering with a gun. Yeah, probably. Um, CA yeah. is a weightless. Yeah, touche, Phil. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> but I think it's lighter than paint. I don't know. That, that's my it's story. mostly weightless. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course it has uh, weight to it. Yeah. So. And uh, Matt was talking. He was asking how the covering sticks to the carbon fiber. With that Yuhu, it, it's really it's pretty stout. You can pull it off, and it won't rip anything. But I don't think any natural force is going to pull it away. 
And when I was shrinking it, yes, it would start to change the shape of the carbon fiber. That's why I stopped doing it. And I, um, RC Rehab oh, mentioned you? maybe using a plastic wrap, like kitchen wrap, clean wrap. I thought of that, and maybe I'll try that on another one. But yeah, the the transparent covering, whatever it was, seemed to work pretty well. I'd forgotten. I'd already printed out another one. You're awesome. So oh, you, so okay. I did it the other day. I forgot. I did He's the other ready day. to go. That's what mm-hmm. I did. Yes. Uh, yeah. So ready to go. These are here's our two. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll throw in some extra. But wait, (laughs) there's more. There's always more. Uh, For those of you who are still watching, don't log out. I just saw two people disconnect. Suckers. I've got one more giveaway item. We'll we'll give that away shortly. Actually, I want to ask, Fitz, did you have any other short and tell? Uh, No, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else. Nothing. Just a freaking laser. Yes. So I'm going to do a show and tell. And then after the show and tell is one more giveaway. It's not the show and tell, so just don't get excited. But let me uh, do the show and tell real quick for my side. And then we'll do this other giveaway that the other boys have no idea what it's about. But I'm going to use the people who have already put in hashtag caddy. We'll just go from the same list. But Fitz put this on his Instagram. or I'm not sure if it was your hobby view or it was your own personal one. But um, Fitz it's took a picture view. of this. It was your hobby view? So by yeah, the way, go one. follow Fitz on Instagram. It's the Facebook and I showed this to him because I got this from my buddy Terry Foote. He is a collector of goodies. He goes to estate sales, and he had moved recently, and he just had a bunch of stuff that he had gotten, and he said, you know what, Lee? I I see that you have old radios behind you. I want to show you one that I'm I'm going to give you. Ooh. And you know what, Fitz? When, I just got to tell you, sometimes when I, I'm around Fitz, I just love his his, you know, his reaction to things. And he cuddled this thing and he was like, Oh my God. And I'm going to, I'm sorry, let me bring my screen up. I apologize. I didn't do that. I want to smell it. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. So this is a Babcock radio from 1956. I think that was the year we found on the receipt, but don't you just love the control button and the radiation button? (laughs) Okay. That's a button or is it a I, I'm not, Yeah, it's a push button. So I know some of you in the chat room may be, may be familiar with these. And I'm not uh, – let me see if I can pull up comments real quick. Oh, it's just that. But uh, so this is the on-off button to turn it on. There's no batteries in it. But this is a push button. And so our assumption is this is one of those radios that just toggled the rudder position. from So it would just kind of go in a cycle. So it would be right, center, left, center, right, center, left, center. And so you had to know how many times to push it. But it, <laughs> radiation. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I mean, it's in great shape, guys. It yeah. really is. And so this will go behind me on my little shelf there. So I thank you so much, Terry, for thinking about me. And doing that, but another thing that entertained Fitz, and again, I have the original boxes too. <clears throat> so here's little Babcock oh, wow. Miles. Is this the receiver? This is this. I, I know it's so. Oh, I don't wow. want to take up too much time, but this is the piece of paper on the wiring diagram. You know, uh, is that hand drawn? It's upside down. It's hand drawn. Yeah. So this yeah, is again from the 1950s. Those so blood the stains on it? <laughs> that's probably blood stains, yeah. Yeah, after you have to play with all this. And there's a manual. I mean, just how, how rare is this? 
Nice. Okay, but now I gotta I gotta take out these little gems. This is the part that Fitz was like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You know what that is, Terry? That looks like the receiver or the yeah. onboard component. Yeah. yeah. Vacuum tube uh, receiver. And a relay. Focus there. Sorry guys. Wow. And a tuning knob. Yep. Yeah, right. That's one. Front end. There's two with some wiring. Oh, geez. actually, I guess the wires. I thought this was connected, but maybe not. So, see if I can get this without hurting. That there we go. So some wiring, but then I have two. two nice. But that's just a good stuff to display. <laughs> I'm not going to convert this to 2.4, folks. So <laughs> transmitter had a model memory. <laughs> Half a model memory. <laughs> But, you know, Fitz and I were saying, wouldn't it be so cool if you could just retro this and get it working as is? I mean, that's a Terry. That's a job for Terry, right? Uh, but actually, no, what do you mean? Uh, well, not so much like old electronics like that. It would be neat to retrofit it so it looks old but functions with new equipment. I know some people do that, but I don't know if I have much interest in dusting off vacuum tubes to get going again. I, I'm just not up to speed on that stuff. I would be lost. Now we talked about crazy things we want to do, challenges we should, we you know we want to perform. One of them was give someone a mode one versus a mode two, reverse all the channels, see if you can take off, go around and land. You know, I like that. But, I still want to do the randomizer on the elevator channel. <laughs> <laughs> but how about how about getting a a radio, you know, a, a modern radio where it is a push button or it is rudder only. Okay. You could and program one to do that. We yeah. all have momentary switches on a radio. Exactly. Well, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, but repeat this. <laughs> you got to add the radiation light, though. <laughs> Somehow you got you to gotta redo that. But just fly right so away. Modern equipment, but used as if it were yeah. first generation. Yeah. That is an interesting project. Okay. Well, that's how they did it, folks. I'm in. I've got lots of polyhedral planes that would yeah let's do it all right i hope you guys enjoyed that that's just kind of neat to to have good friends that think about you like that fits get yeah, off your phone that's really cool <laughs> pay attention no no you said something <laughs> i was making a note of it okay well, that's good all right so i'll just jump right to the giveaway thanks guys for sticking around it looks like we are number one up so i will say if you want to enter this contest real quick and you haven't done so do hashtag caddy in the comment section um my the, my boys already know about this, but I just felt festive for the holidays. I wanted to again pay it forward, uh, and and I mentioned earlier that I love Fitz's reaction to things. Fitz has always been good to like you know something happens and Fitz just like gets all giddy or something like that. But I can't. I don't. I wish I had recorded Fitz's face when we wore these shirts you know, <laughs> at best, and he just lit up like it was so amazing. So. This is my shirt. It has been washed, but I'm giving it away. I'm giving away my I know shirt Walker shirt. I I might even sign it. Who knows? I might put it at the bottom of there, but someone out there is gonna get this wonderful custom handmade I know Fitzwalker shirt just for coming today, watching this show. And I know there are some of you that are like, oh, I want that shirt. Now, it is an extra large. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, I mean, if I have to, I'll make another one if there's like a side. Oh, I can't wear that, but I would love to give you guys. It's an RC medium. Well stretched. Look, 
Smells like best. <laughs> Everybody just but, unsubscribe from the chat. Oh no, yeah. Wait, we're down to two. <laughs> yeah, but this is a cool shirt. So anyway. Um I wanna I wanna gift this to somebody, so here we go. Who is our I don't see lucky winner or <laughs> sad contestant? <laughs> Dubious it'll, probably, it'll probably be Phil. So here we go. Hashtag no for, thanks. for those of you who stuck around so long, thank you. It's going to be RC Roundtable. <laughs> yeah, do yourself. George, George, our buddy George. <laughs> he'll 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 take it. Hey, George is our buddy from San Antonio. Hey, congratulations, George. Uh, you know, email us. I think we already have your contact information, but send it us again at contact at rcroundtable.com. And George, I will send you this shirt. If you want me to sign sign it, let me know. I'll I'll sign it on the back or something for you. Cool. There you go. So when you were showing that radio, I got yeah. um, a little bit nostalgic there because as part of the writing on the front, it says made in the USA, which probably all electronics that you would have used back then were made in the USA or electronics you used in the USA would have been made there. And that was true, I think, probably through the 80s and well into the 90s. Because um, I remember when I was racing RC cars, the speed controls we had, the chargers we had, um, probably not the radios, but a lot of that equipment was made in the U.S. by Novak, uh, Tekken, Tekken. Um, and so, yeah, right? Um, I was looking through, you know, related to RC10 stuff, looking through some forums, and people had vintage electronics that went with it, and everything said made in the USA. And it's just not to get too, uh, what's, what's the word? I don't know. Um Emotional, nostalgic. Yeah, yeah uh, whatever. It, I mean, uh, too patriotic, overly patriotic about it. But it, it would be cool if, uh, yeah, <laughs> if there were still things like that made in the U.S. It just doesn't happen anymore. A lot of things are designed in the U.S. and then made somewhere else. But it would be cool yeah. if we still had some of that in-house manufacturing expertise here. So, of course, most of the radios were still made overseas back in the day. You know, you had Futaba, Airtronics, yeah. uh, right? JR. So, yeah. I'll have to look and see if I still have any of... I know I've got a couple of my old speed controls from back then. I think my chargers are probably long gone. But, yeah, it'd be cool to see if I, any of that stuff still exists. I still have my very first Astroflight charger I ever got it, getting it to RC. RC I do car. have... Okay, so I've got right, several right. Astroflight chargers. The Nike had one, and then the first-generation LiPo fire starters. <laughs> Didn't have one of those, but yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was the dark days when they came out. <laughs> and then along came the Blinky. And yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one of those somewhere. I got a few of them. I still use mine all the time. Um, all right. Yeah, did we hit all the things that we're planning to hit? We have all the things. Any, any last comments or questions for us before we close out for tonight? Thanks, guys. It's been yeah. fun. You guys have been. Pass out of all the smoke. <laughs> Well, and we certainly had fun doing this, and I, I think, pardon me, I think now that Fitz has got this thing running, we might come up with other giveaway items, too, to to build with this, or, you know, come up with, uh, because Fitz made me something, uh, I don't know, maybe two years ago with his 3D printer, it was this nice little rib guide, and I mentioned that to him, I was like, yeah, that'd be something yeah. cool to make with plywood on your laser cutter, so and it's got a nice right angle to it, and so you can hold things at 90 degrees, and or 40, was it? 90 actually, sorry. Yeah, 90. And 90, so I think it's, it had a 45 it, 
type. Whatever. Yeah, you had another, you had a forty five degree angle, but it, you could hold the ribs at ninety. But it's just something that's on my workbench that you know I keep. So stuff like that we'll play with, and if you guys come up with other ideas and stuff that you know Fitz can cut, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So we have new toys. We want to play with them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I still I've been using my three D printer. I've made some parts with it. All right. So um, it's time to take a checkpoint here. My heater is running. Do you hear any abnormal ambient noise? I I do not. Listeners, do you? I actually turned my volume down on my headset a little bit. Okay. But no, you sound fine. Okay, good. So we'll, we'll try this again then. What I, what I do hear is Fitz, like, you know, goofing off. <laughs> See how we have his about. undivided attention? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what? I'm so, making notes. You're making well. Make them later, <laughs> right. and I'll forget. Hey, hey, Eric! Thanks uh, for joining us. I appreciate that. Yep. Thanks to everybody yeah. for joining. I us speak tonight. on behalf yeah. of the RC Roundtable. We all, I'm sure, we all appreciate it. Yeah. We started <laughs> a little bit later to try to accommodate the West Coasters, so hopefully yeah. it doesn't make the East Coasters too late. But, um, I don't yeah. want the East Coast beating up on the West Coast and vice versa. But was this a good time for everybody pushing it to 7:30 instead of seven? Yeah, yeah. So if it worked out, especially if it worked out for you East Coast guys, if that's okay, then this might be a a time we push it to because we like to help out everybody to come in and join and chat with us. We obviously, this was a show and tell day and a giveaway day, but we really encourage you guys to give us topics to discuss and and talk with you guys. And especially, let's share information. We may have some people in the, (laughs) well, it's likely we'll have people in the chat room who have the right information. Versus our guest, yeah. <laughs> highly questionable. Yeah. I, yes. I knew Phil. See, I, I Bill, Phil, this was for you. I I'm, was looking out for you, buddy. That's what friends do. I pushed it out just a little bit for Phil. So glad that worked out. Yeah. Any right. last comments, gents? I don't think so. Is this our last for the year? Or are we going to try to fit one in? I, well, this is our last live show of the year, but we will do, I'm sure, another audio within the next week or two. Really? Okay. I'm on board. Just- oh, we will. Okay. <laughs> and that being said, since you guys are still here in the chat room, uh, email contact at rcroundtable.com if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss uh, for end of year wrap up. All right. So Fitz, I think we're ready for you to carry us out. All right. I don't know what else I can say other than uh, thanks, everybody, for participating in the live show. I really, really, really appreciate it. I'd love to hear from all you guys. And uh, it was a fun night. Give away some stuff. And maybe we'll give away some stuff next live show if we can think of anything, as Lee said. Send us your ideas. and maybe I can find some more things. stuff back here. Right? <laughs> more <Yeah>. laundry <laughs> to go through. <laughs> it's how we, how we offload all our junk. <laughs> and so-and-so is one, um, this, this little chiclet. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as as uh, I think we said, uh, contact uh, at rcroundtable.com is our email. Leave us a like on the YouTube channel or on the various podcasts as well. Help the algorithm so we can be somebody and get notified and that kind of stuff. All right. But uh, thanks again. Hope every, if we don't talk to you uh, for a while, have a very Merry Christmas and as somebody chats in, Happy Hanukkah Happy and, uh, and New Year's and so forth. Uh, this Once is building season. Festivus, whatever you Festivus, got. Festivus, yeah. Festivus. Uh, <laughs> I hope <laughs> some of you get uh, some good, in fact, that's a topic we should have uh, 
let us know what you got for Christmas. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, twenty twenty four. What you got? But uh, you know, this is building season, so so build something stuff for the new year, and uh, and enjoy your friends and family. <laughs> Uh, everything, Adam. You missed everything. You <laughs> <He> missed everything. You <laughs> <He> missed everything. <laughs> Sucker. All right. Sucker. <laughs> I have no, uh, no, no, no sympathy for you, Adam. You were late. All right. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to be late. We've uh, run for quite a while. Thanks everybody for listening to us. Any last words, guys? Before we blow this taco stand? Nope. I'm all good. All right, everybody. Have a good night, and we will see you later. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com. That's where you will find all of our podcast episodes. You can also find a little bit of background information about the show host and leave comments and suggestions about the show. There are links to a few of our favorite vendors and also links to our various social media accounts. Thank you for watching and listening.